Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 473, Recognizing Opportunity. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell. One of my favorite music videos is The Scientist by Coldplay. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share a story about a mutiny and nearly missed opportunity. Well, hello there. Howdy. Greetings and welcome to Monday. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. Do you dread Mondays? I don't. I actually don't because I love what I do and uh, it's just kind of like another day for me actually. But I hope that uh, you are off to a good start if you're listening to this in the morning or maybe you've had a good Monday if you're listening to this in the evening. I guess what I'm trying to say is I hope you're doing well. So welcome to Monday and welcome to the fun fact of the day. Did you know that on this day, August 1st, 1981, MTV was launched? Yeah, that was back in the days when they actually showed music videos. Remember that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, this comes from uh, history.com, by the way. Uh, Though the premiere of MTV on this day would later be seen as the beginning of a whole new era in pop culture. Only a few thousand Night Owl subscribers to a single northern New Jersey cable system were able to witness the televised revolution. It was just after midnight, in the early morning hours of August 1st, 1981, that the fledgling music television network flickered to life. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll were the first words that preceded an opening montage featuring a chunky guitar riff playing over the familiar image of an American astronaut planting an unfamiliar flag on the surface of the moon, a flag emblazoned with a big block, capital M, and the smaller handwritten letters, TV. Man, I remember that so well. The video that followed was, famously and prophetically, Video Killed the Radio Star, by the little-known English electronic new wave duo, The Buggles. By the way, did you know that they used to be called The Bugs, and then because of The Beatles and kind of a riff that they were doing off of The Beatles' name, they said, hey, we'll be The Buggles. And so that's when they changed their name from The Bugs to The Buggles. Well, Pat Benatar's You Better Run followed after that song, and from there, a rotation that featured several songs and videos that might be considered classics of the early MTV era. We're talking about Rapture by Blondie, Love Stinks by the Jay Giles Band, and a few videos that might not be considered classics like Can't Happen Here by Rainbow and Little Susie's on Top by the Ph.D. Roughly 80 different videos that made up that first week's rotation on MTV probably represented nearly every promotional music video then available. This would change, of course, as MTV proved its ability to break new artists and as record labels responded with ever larger budgets for lavish video productions. But on that first night, as several employees of the fledgling MTV gathered to watch their creation in a New Jersey bar, It's impossible to say how many others actually joined them. Soon enough, however, MTV would spread to cable systems nationwide and begin to exert the cultural influence that has since been credited 
or blamed for everything from Flashdance and Miami Vice to Rick Astley and Attention Deficit Disorder. It's a great little article over from the folks over at History.com. And by the way, in case you're wondering, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel is the most played video in the history of MTV. All right, well, there's your fun fact of the day. Let me ask you this question. Do you find opportunity hard to recognize? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. While you think about that, let me also let you think about how you can be a part of the Friday Forum. It's your chance, your opportunity (laughs) to uh, submit something to the show, share your life with us and your life lessons with all of us, myself, the rest of the listening audience, and we would love for you to do that. You can do that by calling 304-837-2278 or by going over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback, and there you can typey-typey out a contribution. You can upload an audio file, use the SpeakPipe widget. The choices, it's like a whole buffet. It's like the Golden Corral. It's like we're not the Golden Corral. We're the Golden Spiral Media Feedback Buffet. You have all those options laid out before you. You can use them all and gorge yourself if you want. We don't mind. Just uh, scoop up a plate full of whichever one you think might be best and chow down on that sucker. What? I probably should just move on from this analogy. It's really not going anywhere positive. Maybe I should move into uh, what I learned yesterday instead. What do you think? Well, the year was 1995. I've been working at the bookstore for less than a year. I got the job at the bookstore with practically no effort. My grandma had been a longtime friend with the manager of the store, and grandma put in a good word for me. So when I got the call for the interview, it was really more of a question as to when I could start more than an actual job interview. The job was simple, so it's not like an in-depth interview was necessarily needed, but it was still a bit odd. I didn't care, of course, because I got the job. There's no way that anyone could have known on that day that the guy they hired as a part-time cashier would work his way to a full-time employee, then a department head, then a key carrier, then an assistant manager, then a store manager, then a buyer, a co-manager, and ultimately the e-commerce director of the entire chain. No one, especially me, knew that my time there would last nearly 19 years. But it almost didn't happen. In fact, my time there was almost less than 18 months. Believe it or not, I even quit my job. But I'll tell you more about that in a moment. As I mentioned, the woman that hired me did so primarily because of her relationship with my grandma. Let's call her Diana. Diana was very nice, and she knew her stuff. She'd been with the company for a long time, and had seen the company grow from just a few stores to a dozen or so stores. Diana wasn't without her faults, though. Just like Diana hired me because of her relationship with my grandma, she had made other similar hiring decisions as well. Her assistant manager and key carriers were all women that she had had long-standing friendships with through her church denomination or similar connections. They were all very nice, and I got along with all of them. However, others saw problems that I think I was too naive to notice. And after I'd been working at the store for around a year, Diana was visited by one of the bosses from the corporate offices. They had made a decision to move her to a different store on the other side of town, 
It was a smaller store, so Diana saw it as a demotion. And it may have been a demotion. At the very least, it broke her away from the team of friends that she had built up at our store. As I said, I was very naive, so I had no idea what was going to happen next. Diana was promptly replaced by a new manager we'll call George. He was not new to management, but new to our store. He was around the same age as Diana, but probably a bit younger. He had a long history of working in the grocery business and had been with our company for a little while, training at a different store. When he was given the reins at our store, it was his first time as a store manager within our company. So naturally, he was excited. He brought a lot of energy and fresh ideas. And while the rest of us had grown accustomed to the way the store looked and the way we merchandised things, he was able to bring a new perspective and help do things in creative ways that we'd never done before. Well, as I'm sure you can imagine, not everyone liked George. In fact, I soon found myself in the middle of a mutiny. One of the employees took one of the business cards of the new manager, scratched out his name, and wrote in the name of the previous manager along with the word forever. The assistant manager nearly immediately quit. Now, I was pretty friendly with Jane, the key carrier, and Chuck, the guy who ran the Bible department, since he was the same age as I was. The key carrier was very close friends with Diana as they went to church together, and she was not going to stand for the injustice that had been dealt to Diana. Jane was able to find a job at a local clothing resale company. She told Chuck and I about it, and that they were looking for a pair of drivers to take clothing between their stores in Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and Lawton. Jane was able to get Chuck and I interviews at the company, and we were soon both offered the position of working together, driving shipments of clothes. Well, none of us were happy with the change at the store. We didn't want to quit at the same time. So Jane quit first, and George accepted her resignation. A week later, Chuck quit, and his resignation was also accepted. A week after that, it was my turn. I approached George in his office and told him that I'd found a new job and I was turning in my two-week notice. For reasons I can't explain, he didn't accept my resignation. He said, well, that's too bad. I've suddenly found myself in need of a new Bible department head and I think you'd be a good fit for it. I was surprised. The last thing I expected was to turn in my resignation and be offered a promotion opportunity. George asked if I would tell him how much money they had offered me, so I told him. Now, I don't remember how much it was, but I think it was between 6 and $7 an hour. George then asked if I would give him 24 hours to make a counteroffer before I submitted my resignation. I agreed. Well, the next day, I was already at my position at the cash register when George arrived. He came right over to me and told me that he wasn't able to match their offer, but he was able to offer me a raise and the position of department head. The salary he offered was pretty close to what they had offered me. I really liked the idea of staying with the bookstore. To be honest, I liked it there. I liked working with Diana, but I didn't see the point in the mutiny. I thought the idea of working in the Bible department sounded better than driving clothes all over the state of Oklahoma even if driving those clothes around would have given me more money. So, I accepted his offer. Here's what I learned. A few years later, George was mentoring me to become a key carrier and then an assistant manager. He saw leadership traits in me early on and 
had steadily given me more responsibility and fostered those leadership qualities. He once told me that when someone wants to quit, don't stop them. He said that there had been several times in his life that someone had quit and he talked them out of it. And the only time that that worked out was when he talked me into staying. I found that fascinating and was honored that he had given me a second chance, even though the odds were not in his favor. As I look back on this story that happened right around 20 years ago, it amazes me. What would my life be like if George had not made a counteroffer? Well, for starters, I wouldn't have met my wife. About two and a half years after George talked me into staying, he hired a young girl that had just moved to Oklahoma City from Tyler, Texas, and that young girl would become my wife just a few years later. Isn't that crazy to think about? I also think about how naive and easily influenced I was. For no good reason at all, I allowed the remaining leadership of the store to pollute my mind and cause me to pass unfair judgment on George. The fact is, George had done nothing wrong. He had nothing to do with Diana getting moved. He was a very capable leader and actually helped grow the store. He was then selected to be the first store manager when our company broke into the Dallas market. And he finally retired from the company just a few months before I left. As I open up today's episode, I asked if you find opportunity hard to recognize. I've spoken a lot about opportunity on this podcast, and I believe with all that I have that opportunity is around us at every turn. Every change of life is opportunity. Every dawn of a day is opportunity. Every mistake is opportunity. Every new relationship is opportunity. Would I have had opportunities to learn, grow, expand myself, and try new things if I had left the bookstore? Of course. And that's the point of today's story. My life was filled with opportunity no matter which decision I would have made. In fact, my life is filled with opportunity today. Your life is filled with opportunity today. Each of us has the opportunity to look at something with fair, fresh eyes and not the eyes of a prejudiced peer. Each of us has the opportunity to take a chance and prove ourselves. We all have the opportunity to foster growth in someone around us. We all have the opportunity to make the most of our current situation. Opportunity truly abounds. Do you see it? I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Hey, one more thing before I get out of here today. Coming up in Oklahoma City over Labor Day weekend, that's going to be September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, is a cool little comic con called Geekonomicon. Now, if you're a geek like I am and you're near the Oklahoma City area or want to come to Oklahoma City, you should really check this thing out. It's going to have some great guests, including John Noble from Fringe and Lord of the Rings, Greg Grunberg from Heroes and Star Wars and Lost and you name it. He's been in it. Sylvester McCoy from The Hobbit and Doctor Who and lots of other great folks are going to be here. And we're going to have a booth there. We're going to be podcasting for like three days straight. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. We'd love for you to come be a part of the event. You can find more information by going to geekexpos.com. That's geekexpos.com. 
Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it if you'd share Stuff I Learned Yesterday with a friend.